0: A one-word definition of life is, a one-word definition of life is choices. One more time. A one-word definition of life is choices. We will reap the consequences of our choices, whether good or bad. We will reap the consequences of our choices, whether good or bad. And how true that is, though. So. We choose to be on God's side, and we need to say, let the redeemed say so. Amen. Glory to God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we look into your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, that our eyes are open, Father God, to greater revelation, Father God, through this word. And we thank you, Lord, that each and every one of us, Father God, will gain some greater insight, and Father God, uh, thereby giving us further maturity in your word. So Father, we praise you, we just give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. We are quickly closing in on uh, the last days of 2019, and uh, there's about some 17 days left in the year, and there's still much to do before we step into the new year. Um, I'm believing that uh, we have, we'll, we will be prepared, I should say, uh, for the new year of 2020. Amen. Glory to God. Hope some of you are believing that uh, 2020 is going to be a great year for us. So I'm going to give you a heads up for the new year. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Fast time. Oh, boy. <laughs> um,. I'll be mentioning fast in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we've got to be prepared spiritually and awaken for the events that are going to take place in 2020. Because you are going to be touched by the events of 2020, and you, and only you, can modify or change those events not only by writing down your confessions and believing for things, but you've got to put something that we haven't been doing for a while, is fasting and praying. Now, on, on the, uh, when the New Year comes, or when the New Year came for the Jews, which is Yom Kippur, they were, it was mandatory that they all, according to God's Word, it was mandatory that they Fasted and prayed. So I'm not asking you to fast and pray on New Year's Day because mostly you've got all these turkeys and hams and all that other pies and cakes and everything else. So uh, we will start the week right after uh, New Year's Day or beginning of the year. And I will be giving you some instructions and I'll be taking some instructions. And like, uh, for instance, um, you... You just can't, You don't just jump into a fast. Some of us can, but, you know, uh, it's not right. We need to prepare our bodies. So we're going to have some uh, pre-fast information for you. Uh, during that first week of the new year, you need to uh, fast one day, or, or not one day, fast one meal a day at first. So you prepare your body. And then maybe closer to the end of that, a couple of days before the true fast is, you want to maybe eliminate two, two uh, meals. And anything that has to deal with sugar, put it aside. Anything that has to deal with uh, caffeine. caffeine, yeah, put it aside. Because uh, your body, our bodies will... Be talking back at us uh, <laughs> when we start to eliminate some of those things. So uh, we'll have that information out uh, real soon. All right, so get ready. 2020, you're going to have, you'll start off with a fast. I'm hoping you'll start off a fast because when you fast, when we fast as an as a individual or as a group, um, you will begin to develop quicker spiritual motivation because your body's always controlling us. But we want our spirit to get the jump on this year, so this coming year. So that's why we'll be having a fast. Okay, so with that with and that in thought in mind, we'll get on to this morning's uh, service. Uh, open your Bibles to two locations. Both are in the New Testament. The first one will be Mark book of Mark. Mark chapter 11. And the second one will be Luke chapter 17. That's Mark 11 and Luke 17. God has great and glorious, and marvelous, wonderful things prepared for us this coming year. Amen. And uh, there might be something blocking the blessings of God coming your way. And if you found out, what the what, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you like to know what the blockage is to remove it so you can get your blessings? So we're going to kind of look at it, at that in this way uh, this morning. Um, if you knew what it was that blocked your blessings, wouldn't you try to remove it? Some would say, Well, I don't know. <laughs> so turning to uh, Luke chapter 17 first. Luke chapter 17. Looking at verse six. Look at Luke seventeen, six. Jesus is speaking. And the Lord said, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say to this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Glory to God. So we see something there. Keep your marker hand there, or mark there, and go now to Mark chapter 11. And look at verse 23. This is Mark 11:23. 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he has shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. So we see we have two situations. They're almost the same, but uh, two situations. You have that standing in the way of these individuals that the Lord was speaking to. First you had a what? A tree that had roots. And the second thing we see here that's blocking things is the mountain. They're huge. They're, you know, wow, just bad news, you know. Um, In both situations, the mountain and the tree is, is standing in front of you. It's blocking you. It's blocking your blessings from coming your way. Uh, so the mountain and the tree are problems that need to be solved in our lives. all right? Uh, and the only, only thing that you know, the mountain tree and you know, the thing that's in, in front of us, uh, uh, sometimes things will stay around a long time uh, until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And then you determine to get rid of that tree or mountain that 's in your way. Um, Jesus used the illustration of the tree because a tree requires uh, uh, to deal with a tree you have to uh, just not just chop it off at the at the ground, but you need to deal with its root system, and oftentimes uh uh, we see the tree, and we, we're just going to chop it all up, but we forget that it has a root system. And, that, and if you know anything about a tree, you could cut it up, and, and a few years, years later, you see sprouts coming out of that trunk that you cut it off at because the roots were never ta- taken care of. So they, the problems that you have, you might see the tree, you remove the tree, but it still had a, a root there, and we need to get to the root of the problem. Amen. Glory to God. Um, so uh, the tree roots that could represent a variety of problems in our lives. Roots that need to be removed and excavated completely to obtain the freedoms that we desire. So we're going to have to do something about those. And you will deal with these in the up and coming weeks. Oh boy. Um, then mark and then in mark eleven chapter twenty three um, mark eleven verse twenty three the mountain's a huge uh, im thing it's overpowering in size i mean you know wow how am i going to remove that uh shovel by shovel uh, <laughs> however but you, you, you we have to um jesus says if we had Faith of a seed of mustard seed, that mountain would be gone. Glory to God. And it says, uh, Faith that is spoken will work for whosoever, it says. Whosoever speaks to that mountain. Whosoever speaks to that tree. It will work on whatsoever that you are speaking to. In other words, this will work for anyone or anything when you speak the word. If you're looking for a title, your voice and the mountain. Your voice and the mountain. Okay. Um, Back to Luke chapter 17, verse 6. Say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root of get rid of it, go to the root, and be planned, see, and that should obey you. It should obey you. If you, have, if you don't have that underlined in, in your Bible, you need to underline it. It should obey you. That mountain, that tree should obey you. Jesus didn't say it would obey just the fivefold ministries or someone special that he's picked up, but he said it should obey you, and you are the subject this time. Of this sentence, it should obey you. Glory to God! Hallelujah! Um, and it'll work on anything that is in front of you that's trying to block your your way. Uh, like I said, a mountain has been there a long time, and you know I can't get rid of this thing, or even a tree. Uh, I've tried it and I've tried it to cut it down, but it keeps on growing. Well, God's got a way of taking care of it. It's your voice your words, your confession. Um, and he's, it should obey you. He didn't say that God would do it. He says you do it. So the mountain that we're looking at, or, or the tree that we're looking at, it's up to us to speak to it. it should, he didn't say you call on somebody else to do it for you. He said for you to do it. So a lot of us, you know, we've said, well, I've I don't think, it's that's, that's too hard to do. It's going to be uh, too, too immense of a job, and I'm going to have to call on everybody else. But when we're going to look at this in, in a couple of weeks, through fasting and prayer, that thing is going to be destroyed out of your life. It's going to be ripped out. The roots are going to be ripped out, and the, the, the mountain is being cast in the sea, and you've got perfect walk, plain walk. No more up or down. No valleys. Straight ahead. It's up to us. It's up to you. It's up to me. So that's why it's essential that we get started in 2020 on a proper foundation. And the foundation is fasting and praying. And uh, if you look at some of the people that fasted and prayed in the Bible, we'll look at it. In a few weeks, they accomplished a lot. But you have to be dedicated to what you are say, seeing to destroy that which is in front of you, or that which is hindering you. You might be able to say, "You get by, past the tree, but you got it shackled to your legs." Yet, you got to shackle. I can't get by. I can't get by. I can't get any further. This thing's holding me back. Well, it's not going to hold us back any longer. It won't hold you back any longer. We'll recognize that we're, we're more than conquerors. That what we put our hand to shall prosper. That which we decree will come to pass. But we, get, we need that fasting and praying. Fasting will open up our eyes of our spirit to become strong. Because right now, I, if I would ask you to fast for the next three days, your body would be, oh, man. Most of us couldn't take it. We'd have headaches, trauma, and everything else going on. Body shaking. But we have to do it in a way that we'll build up to the fast. Prepare for that fast. But When we hit that fast, we'll be going through it and and tearing down everything in front of us, removing the hindrance behind us. Remember, some of the things have been there a long time. So don't expect right away. But it will take place if you hang on to God's word. Okay, glory to God. Um, Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, he shall have whatsoever he saith. We're going to, have, we're going to learn that what we say <coughs> will be final. You can't, we can't be wishy-washy. We, we, we can't be compromising. What we, have to, what we speak has to be final, and we need to keep on that, see it. Glory to God. Um, whatsoever he shall say. That's the power of faith-filled words. Whatsoever. Some of them say, well, I, I can't see how it can be done. You got your... Confession all balled up and and you just follow through on it. It can't be done. It can be. With God, nothing is impossible. Amen? Amen? And you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So with Him inside you, nothing is impossible. We have to wake up to this. You know, we've been floundering around in, in, in Christianity and, and some things. But we, we want to be straight as an arrow this time. Just like we, just like we, we, we talked about the, the king that was told to take an, uh, take an arrow, shoot it out the window and take up the arrow, pick up the rest of the arrows and strike the ground. Well, the arrow you shot out is your word. The other arrows, he said, you strike. He didn't say just strike it once. He, what did the king do? He only struck it a couple of times. And what did the prophet say? It's going to come back. So we got to beat those arrows. We're going to speak that word, make sure it's going to hit its target and remove. The enemy will be removed. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, do you see, this is not up to God or somebody else to deal with your situation. Whatsoever ye shall say. say. It's your voice speaking to the mountain or, or to the tree, the roots. Your tree or your mountain will obey you, it says. Your mountain and your tree Needs to hear your voice. The mountain and tree, the thing that's before you, needs to hear your voice. A commanding voice. Not saying, oh, I hope you do it. No, you have to have... Put your authority behind it. Jesus said, whatsoever you shall believe, it shall come to pass. Put your authority on God's word. Amen. Jesus did not call upon God about the problem. He spoke it. Remember when he was walking with the disciples and he saw the fig tree there and he said, I curse you. Did he ask God about it? No. He didn't ask God. He knew what he spoke would come to pass. You and I need to know what we speak will come to pass. We, can't have be, we cannot be double-minded. Your mountain and your tree, glory to God, hallelujah. Oops, that's been great, going too many pages over. Needs to hear your voice. After all, it's your mountain and it's your tree that's in the way. They are in the way of your supernatural blessings. The tree and the mountain are in, your, in the way of your supernatural blessings. You get, we get so many extra, extra blessings, but sometimes they, they have to go around, around the mountain, or, you know, it takes a while. But if we remove the tree, we remove the mountain, it's a straight shot. And it's up to you to speak the word. You may think you know, someone. Some may say, "I'm. I'm waiting on God for do, to do it." No, God said. Jesus said, whatsoever you say." What have we been saying, Lord? I, I'm hoping you take care of this. Nobody else there besides me that's been saying, "Lord, take, take, please take this out. Take, just remove this thing." No, He said. He's telling us, "You speak it." I've given you the authority. You have been blessed with that authority. Wow. Most of us are just, well, you know. God's really waiting on you to speak. Um, There are many times we miss it and we don't examine the scriptures close enough. So, let's look at, uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. We need to look at the scriptures closer. Matthew 17. Now here, he says, we need to speak this word, speak this word. You speak it. Amen? Glory to God. Matthew 17, verse 20. Jesus again is speaking. Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. I don't know if my words will do it. I'm not sure if this is going to work. Unbelief. Wow. For very, I said unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain. There's that mountain. or we Put the tree there too. Remove henceforth to yonder place, and it shall be removed, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Get rid of the unbelief. Let's get rid of the unbelief. Know that we are a child of God. We have the authority. We need to learn to speak God's word when situations come forth. You need to say, Mountain, you hear my voice and obey. Tree and root system, hear my voice and obey. Be cast in the sea. Be, be removed out of my way. Get in, get in somebody else's way because I don't want it anymore. Uh-oh. Listen to my voice. What, what, what is it about your voice that's so important? First of all, There is no other voice like your voice. Think about it. No other voice like your voice. I mean, you've got those uh, uh, people that... uh, Well, people that that, that sound like somebody else. You know, they they hear like John Wayne. They, They mimic John Wayne. They try to mimic John Wayne. And they might sound pretty close. But their voice is not like John Wayne's. Nobody has a voice like your voice. Your voice has a personal address. Did you know that? Your voice has a personal address. In the realm of the spirit. Glory to God. Now, this is interesting. Scientists tell us that the voice print is just as accurate as an individual's identity with the fingerprint. Now, they've got some places with that security and uh, you you hit the code and you speak your name or whatever it is, and that, that thing hears your voice, and it unlocks, and you're in there. So your voice has a lot to do it with removing that, that mountain and that tree. You don't say, well, well Robert, speak to that thing for me. It's not going to work. It's got to be your voice. Okay, they say there's no other voice like your voice. In certain high security situations, a person must speak and his voice must be recognized before clearance is given. All right, so um, with that thought in mind, let's go to uh, the Old Testament in a moment and run with me to the book of uh, Psalms, Psalms chapter 18, Psalms chapter 18. Look at verse 6, in my distress, Psalms 18, 6, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. And the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of all the hills moved, and there were shaken, because he was wroth. In other words, we're speaking God's word. He ha- when we speak his word, mountains are going to move. There's nothing that's going to hold you back. It doesn't take long for your voice to reach to heaven and entertain God's ear who is the source and authority of the believer. Your voice goes forth. And it touches God's ear. How soon, as uh, soon as you pray, does God hear? I'm, I'm, I'm listening. How soon? Boy, it's quiet out there. I pray in the name of Jesus. How soon does he hear? Immediately. Immediately, your voice, that quick, contacts God's ears. Wow, that's something. We have to change things. Know that when we speak to God, He hears, and He's ready to help us out. Not only see if few This speaking, speaking, speaking with God, through God, will change the scenery in our life. No more tree, no more mountains. It is going to change, unless you want a bunch of while well, Like I have a, a forest behind me, or a forest in front of me, or you know. I'm a hiker like those hills. No. Change the scenery that's around you with your voice. We must lift up our voice with the spirit of faith. Speak it forth. And know that you will not be denied. When when you spoke to God, you prayed to God, you heard it the first time. When the mountain hears it, it's got to move because you're speaking with faith. Glory to God. Not only, does God's, uh, not only does God respond to the voice of the, of the faith, but also angels. Angels hear your voice. Okay. Let's go all the way to the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Look at it. Angels are attentive to your voice. Hebrews chapter 1, looking at verse... Oh, we say we go to verse 13. But which of the angels said he unto any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thy enemy's footstool? Verse 14. And are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? It's talking about you. They minister for us. What are you telling your your angels to do? It's been a long day. Just have a sit down. Just relax. No. It says, well, how how many, I know we all, a lot of us pray when we go on the road. Place ministering angels around my vehicle. So nothing happens. You know, I've been uh, I've been in some pretty close uh, situations on the road. Up here at, at um, Orcutt Road, going out out to the base, right at Foster, you know, Foster runs across there. We were in the uh, middle lane. Why I say middle lane, you had the left lane was a left turn to go on Foster. We were in right that first lane then there was another car right next to us and then there was another one turning left, I mean right. And all of a sudden we heard (laughs) somebody was plying the brakes. They weren't watching. Our car here, the other car turning left. And that car, you know how small that little little area is? That car that slammed on its brakes slid right through both of us. That's wild. You say, how can that happen? Ministering angels. That's that's good news, that was good news to me. So it happens. Things happen. And if you've got, you got your ministering angels on board, hey, put them to work. In fact, sometimes I say, Lord, if that person's not using their angel, put them on my side. I need, give me extra angels. Hey, because what's, what's the other angels doing? They're waiting for, for somebody to, to use them. And how many people you know that are Christians are using their angels? They don't. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. But they're not calling on the angels. You can call on the angels. Thank you, Lord. I have ministering angels to help me out in this situation. Hello. It's truth. Well, what about uh, Daniel chapter 10? Uh, verse 12, Daniel has prayed to God. God heard it when? Immediately. But the, the enemy was holding back the answer. And the answer came through an angel. You look at, look at the Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. You'll see that when Daniel prayed about something, the, the, the enemy held back the, the answer, which was an angel. But it came back. He got his answer. Daniel's words brought the answer from heaven. Glory to God. And the angel came exactly at the right time, at the right address. Your voice is a highway that angels travel to bring things from heaven to you. God wants you, the believer, to speak. We have a whole realm, a spiritual realm that we haven't even touched yet. And two, 2000 or 2020, you're going to go into that realm. And you're going to see things change if you follow through on what we do at the very beginning of the year. I'm believing that. You need to lift your voice in faith for his power to be released at the point of your need. God's power, we're you're, you're wall to wall inside. Holy Spirit. And what what did the Holy Spirit do with Jesus when he was dead? He lifted him up. He's within us. He can lift us up and do the right things if we'll just only be aware of how we can do those things. We need to speak. Hello. Okay. This is one reason to lift up our voice and praise to God. Okay. Now, I want to share what I found this to be interesting. Scientists say that the tiniest form, or a fundamental building block, is something smaller than the atom, and proton, or is that proton? was going protein? But OK, proton. <laughs> We're too much runs fast. Now, what makes or what uh, the proton and the neutron, or whatever it is, they are made of something even smaller. It's called quirks. Quirks. Q, I'll spell it out for you so you can check it out. Q-U-A-R-K-S. All matter is made of this substance. The atom, the proton, neutron, whatever it is, is made up of this substance. Quirks, they found out, are made from sound. So, the smallest element, the building element that God has created is quirks that come from sound. Wow. Genesis 1 God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Over and over, God said, Quirks. If you want to say it, He said, He gave the power of quirks, saying, a sound. That's why your voice is so powerful. Wow. Psalms 33. Psalms 33. See if I got this one right. Psalms 33. Verse 6. Psalms 33, verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. What did you, God use? Quirks. The smallest thing. Sound to create things. Your voice is a quirk. In other words, you can speak it out. Don't hold back any longer. I am blessed. We need to always say that. Get get up in the morning. I am blessed. Just throw the enemy uh, uh, for a tizzy. I am blessed today. I'm the head, not the tail. What I put my hand to shall prosper. Have the mind of Christ. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Those are good quirks. (laughs) Look at verse 9. Psalms 33, 9. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. And he says to use our voice. Jesus said, Whatsoever ye shall say. What are we saying? We're compromising ourselves. We've got to change the way we think. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Change the way we think. Begin to speak God's word. Let the quirks go forth. God spoke everything into existence. His voice. He spoke the worlds into existence. If words can create, if words can create, then words can dismantle and dissolve. There goes your mountain. There goes your tree. It's dissolved. It's dismantled. It's not before you any longer. You have a perfect path to what God's called you to do. But we've got to get accumulated to it. And it'll start. This coming year, you're going to see things change because you're going to begin to speak with the right quirks, if I could put it. All right. Hebrews 11:3, the worlds framed by God's word. Abraham, Abraham had to catch that spirit before the miracle took place. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. This is what Abraham had to do. Acts, Romans. Romans chapter 4. Let's start with verse 16. Romans 4, 16. Therefore it is of faith that ye might be of grace to the end of the promise, might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that which is also is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of of us all. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom... He believed even God who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. We're going to have to see in the spirit. Call those things that be not, you can't see it in the, in, in the natural to be removed or come forth. We've got to to learn to speak God's word. Speak to the mountain. Speak to the tree. Speak to your prosperity. Speak to your health. Speak to your spirit. That's the greatest one. Get your spirit alive. And when you do that, The rest will come. John 3, 2. Beloved above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health as your soul, your spirit prospers. As we get into the spiritual things, you're going to see things change. It may not come overnight, but they will come if you hold on. Be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in speaking God's word. For it shall, God says, my word shall go forth and accomplish that which I've sent it. If, it, if, if God's giving you those words, it's going to accomplish what He sent sent. It may take a little while. But it will come to pass. You can't say, wow, my body's telling me I, I've got to break the fast. Or my body says this and that. Or the situation tells me this. It's impossible. Nothing's impossible to you. We've got to learn to speak God's word. Speak with quirks. Okay. Again, Abraham spake with faith and activated his words. He energized his words. I am Abraham. I will have us sons and daughters. And he was A little bit older than I was. And he changed things by what he spoke. But how long did it take him? Anybody know how long it took him? When he first heard that, we don't have this much time left. When he first heard the word, it was 25 years later until he got that promise. But we don't have that time any longer. We can learn from the word of God and learn to speak it And not be detained by time any longer because you've got the word. Time is no longer an element against you because you call those things that be not as though they were now. Amen. Glory to God. Abraham had to agree agree with God for the miracle to come to pass. The word spoken to you, the word spoken to you, must be spoken through you. Hear that? The word spoken to you, as you read the God, God's word, must be spoken through you. In other words, you hear the word, you have to speak it out. That sound wave. Your authority and your voice. Amen. Amen. Uh, Lily B. Yeomans, uh, a well-known person back in the 20s, early 30s, uh, said, God has tied himself to to humanity and and cooperation in the execution for divine purposes. God's tied himself to us for divine purposes. He wants things to happen through you and I. He has made man's faith the determining factor in the works. He has made man's faith the determining factor in the works. Your faith is the determining factor if, if you're going to have it or not. Are you going to speak it or are you just going to let it ride? God is looking for someone to believe in him and say the same things that he says. Well, I don't see how I can do that. God never did say, I, well, the angel said, how are you going to, I don't see how you can make a universe or create a world. He didn't listen to the, to the angels there, he just spoke it in. We need to speak the same thing because we're going to speak God's word this year more abundantly than we ever have. And we'll have faith with it and the authority with it to bring those things to come to pass in our lives. Because a lot of us, I think, just like I said, some of us are sick and tired of sick and tired of being sick and tired. We can change it. But we have to, you know, we have to take small steps. You know, when when a baby comes forth, they they can't even crawl. They just lay there. So some of us are are still in that that baby stage, but we need to start receiving what God says, take the word in, and as we mature, those things that we speak will begin to come to pass. We'll be able to see them come to pass. And we can't put any doubt there. <laughs> most of us have children, you know. Teaching the walk, come on, walk over to your mom. You know, you're holding their hand, walk over there. It took a while. First, they crawled. Then they tried. You know, pretty soon they're putting their foot out there, stumbling all over. But they walk, and no, most of us can walk pretty good now. Might be carrying the bottle a little bit. But we still. We, God says, "Hey, I put you. I put you on a path, of, mat- of maturity, of authority, and blessings." Follow through on it. Amen. Faith always comes with a sound. A voice and the word. Faith always comes with a sound. A voice and the word. Quirks. Go for it. The unseen is more powerful than than the unseen. Why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight that should be a theme for us i walk by faith and not by sight any longer i don't see that tree that tree's been removed the the mountain's gone i've got a clear clear shot of what my goals are what god's given me hello the voice of faith frames our world the voice of faith contains the building blocks and the will of God in our lives all redemptive li- rights and privileges that belong to us are appropriated by faith you receive them by faith you walk by faith the authority of a believer is released through the words that move remove mountains and trees and may even make demons flee it's there it's ours Again, Mark 11, 23. Whosoever shall have, not maybe, not might be, or possibly, but shall have it. You shall have it. It's coming 2020. Okay. If there's a mountain or tree in your way, speak to it, and it will obey you. 2020 oh you could start right now why wait for 2020 you get a 17 day 17 day jump ahead on things if you start speaking god's word god is holding you responsible to frame your word with his words god is holding you responsible to frame your world with his words so what do you want to do speak your words or speak his I think I want to speak his. Glory to God. The enemy would like to frame your world with doubt, fear, depression, sickness, and poverty. But the word of God will be put them on the run. Okay, Jesus said, for you to speak to the mountain, speak to the tree. Get rid of those things that hinder us. Glory to God. Realize this. The mountain has been speaking, the mountain or the tree has been speaking to each and every one of us daily. How big it is, how strong it is. Its roots are, 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 are down and it's impossible for you to remove me. That's what the mountain says. It's not there any longer. I'm calling things that be not as though they were. I'm seeing a greater thing than what the mountain or the tree is telling me. The roots are going to be ripped out. Don't talk to God about it any longer. Speak to the mountain yourself. Call upon ministering angels to help you. Glory to God. For most people, this is a local call. I speak to you right now. It's a local call. You don't need long distance. Look, God, I've got a mountain in front of me. Now, what did he say? What did Jesus say? Speak, you speak to the mountain so the, the local calls. you speak to the thing right now with your authority with your voice it's got to be a voice that has authority and the quirks will work okay talk directly to it and it shall be removed and dissolved as though it were never been there in the name of Jesus glory to God hallelujah okay Quiz time. Are you ready? Can anybody tell me what the question was? Oh. Pardon me? Who oh. was Theopolis? Who was, yeah, Theopolis, I think it is pronounced. Uh, at the, Okay. Theopolis. Okay. Let's go to, uh, what, which one I ha- told, told you to turn to? What book? Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. And verse, well, let's start for, for the very beginning. This is where we find it. Uh, verse 1. Luke 1 1. Forasmuch as many have taken in hand to set forth in order the declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they be- delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Verse 3 is what we want to look at. And it seemed good to me, also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theopolis. All right. So we, we, the question was, who is Theopolis? Okay. Then I tell, told you to go to the book of Acts, chapter 9. Although we're going to the book of Acts, it it comes after, or before, I should say, before, before Luke, this portion of Luke. So, Acts chapter 9, we're going to look at verse 1 and 2. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest... And desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if any be, if any be, if found any of us, this way, whether it were men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So, we see that in Luke, he's a prominent person. I mean, it's like if you were writing a senator or a congressman or even the president. Most honorable, I tell you in writing to these people, most honorable or such and such, you know. So apparently Theopolis was a person that had some official. Okay. Okay, later. Okay. But Theopolis means a friend of God. His name means a friend of God. Now, Theopolis was a student of a rabbi called Gamil. Remember who Gamil was? Gamil was recognized as the foremost Pharisee doctor of the Jewish law. And again, again, Theophilus was a, a student of the rabbi, Gamil, who also was, uh, Saul was uh, a student of. So they must have known each other, Saul and Gamaliel. And so if you look uh, from what I found, you look at look up this guy's name you find out he was high priest at the time. And so Saul is riding the high priest according to uh, um, Acts now to get warrants against the Christians. And he got the okay to go after the people after the Christians. And of course we know that uh, he got changed on the way, Saul got changed the way to uh, Damascus. Um, okay, again, Theop- Theopolis was um, at the time a high priest of the Jewish religion and gave Saul permission to seek out those Christians. Okay, now, I, this, this, this portion of Acts Actually, comes before the book of Luke was written. This is afterwards. That wasn't written right away. Um, now, after the writing, right, now, now in the writings of the Gospel of Luke, sometimes much later, Theophilus ha- may have become interested in the gospel message. That's why he, Luke is telling about the gospel message uh, that he wrote to him. And let's look at uh, Luke chapter 1-4. That thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. So Theopolis has now been instructed in the Christian way of life. He must have uh, received the Lord. Um, so he must have been converted to Christianity at some point. So they both got... you know, so- uh, Saul was changed to Paul, and Theophilus is still Theophilus, but he's been uh, somehow he uh, came to know. It says uh, in Scripture that, that a number of priests did come to know the Lord. So that's who we have here. Okay, I'll give you the, the next week's quiz. Uh, Eli had two sons. What were their names? And what is this family known for? Eli had two sons. What were their names? And what is this family known for? You'll find that in 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2. It's quite inter- that one's quite interesting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Getting out on time. Okay, let's all stand. Anybody going to use their quirks today? Begin to speak God's word. It's going to change your lives. It's going to change your lives. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that... uh, We have a greater understanding, Father God, of our voice, Father God, and the potential that we have in using the authority of our voice, Father God, in the realm of the physical and even in the realm of the spiritual, Father God, that our voice, Father God, has that power and that authority. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that uh, as we glean, Father God, and thereby study, Father God, greater things, I thank you, Lord, Things are subject to change in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, as we go our separate ways. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen.